Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Arnas, Sayadar, and Sayadin. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. What's up, listeners from the multiverse? This is Stephen, your host from Phantology, along with my lifelong friend, Josh. And we are talking uh, not fantasy books today. We're talking about Marvel. So uh, phase four of Marvel, spoiler warning, out there for any phase four related things all the way up until Multiverse of Madness, which we both saw last weekend. And uh, Josh, are we going to do okay here? Do we know enough about Marvel to put this out there i guess so uh yeah loyal listeners of our uh of our mcu coverage might notice the absence of doug who is not able to make it this episode he's kind of our um, expert on all things marvel so we are missing that but so this will be a more of opinion-based episode yes and a real deep dive let's educate our listeners about the you know, right, more subtleties right. of the MCU. This like probably it. won't be that. Yeah. So if you're here for the hot takes, you can stay. If you're looking for the real, you know, big brain time, well, we don't have that for you this time. Yeah. Pretty much. Do we do we ever have that actually? Is I think I think yeah. I think back last time we did it, we were uh talking about the um the theory about having about the oh what was that the devil or whatever appearing in the MCU based on WandaVision or something. Anyway, we, we were down a pretty big rabbit hole last time. Yeah, I mean, Doug definitely taught me a lot about yeah. Marvel, and, and I'm kind of disappointed that he, he couldn't make it this time because I would have learned more. I would have educated myself. But uh, yeah, every time we've done things about Disney properties, Marvel, and Star Wars, we've had some experts that are friends of yours come on and, uh, and educate me. So uh, that's okay. Maybe next time. Yeah. All right, so we we both saw um, Doctor Strange this weekend, right? So you want to you want to start there or Moon Knight? Let's start let's let's start Doctor Strange. I think. Okay. I have more. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, more start positive is where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> with sure. This, with this conversation. Sure. Okay. So if you can't tell by that, I really like Doctor Strange. I thought it was the, uh, I don't know, Spider Man. I, I thought it was. The second best, I guess, movie so far of Phase Four, which isn't that high of a bar to clear, with Spider-Man mm. being the best. Right. But but Spider-Man, it's hard to consider just like a Marvel movie because it's so much more than that kind of. Because it also you know pulled in like all these other things that Sony had been doing with their Spider-Man. So I don't know. Well, I mean, and Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange didn't pull in other. Th- it pulled in some other things. Well, it's introducing other things. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, okay. So I guess we're just going to say a big spoiler warning. Yeah, I, we already did. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully you've already got that. And again, spoiler warning for any MCU property. Okay. So th- that brings up, okay. My general opinions are, I really liked it. I think I gave it like an 8.5 hmm. and I, it might get up to a nine the more I think about it. Cause the more okay. I think about it, the more I appreciate what they, what they did with it. Okay. 
So I'll say I also really liked it. Uh, I think, yeah, I think eight, eight and a half out of 10 is probably pretty fair rating. I, I enjoyed it all the way through. I think that, I mean, there's a few things we could talk about, but right off the bat, the thing that jumped out to me about the movie, which is no surprise, is it was super dark. It was darker than most MCU movies. It was more violent. It was more gory than most MCU movies. So they definitely kind of went in a different direction than a lot of the movies went. It wasn't very funny. There were a few funny Marvel clips, but not very many. So what did you make of that? Well, the humor more came from the campy horror aspects of it. Just the outlandishness of seeing a vampire or a zombie Doctor Strange. That that was funny to me. Uh-huh. And, but not, and not funny and like laughing not, out loud. Yeah, exactly. But... Not, not funny in the typical, oh, does he shoot spider? Does he shoot webs out of his butt type joke that we got early uh-huh. on in the movie? Um, uh-huh. You know, this was definitely a, a much more camp humor. What outlandishness am I seeing on screen right now? And I really appreciate that. I think it landed very well. Also, the irony is not lost on me that this came out following uh, Morbius, which I haven't seen. Have you seen Morbius? I have not because the reviews were terrible. Yeah, reviews are terrible. But like, if you think about it, that was kind of marketed as a horror MCU property, right? Mm, okay. um, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it isn't really in the MCU, but they kind of, you know, milk yeah, that they Marvel. Tried, they tried really hard to convince me that it was. Yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, that yeah. it was worth watching. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, it, it, it's just funny because that like really leaned in here. You should come see this because it's the horror MCU film, kind of like the New Mutants did, which I still haven't seen mm. either. But this was actually, you know, an MCU movie that was like largely a horror film and it landed really, really well. Did you think at all? I mean, like when Wanda was going through, when she was going through and decimating the Illuminati. Yeah. Like that, that was pretty, that was pretty rough. And it kind of struck the same tones as like some of the current popular shows where the superheroes are bad and evil and, you know, like the boys or what's the other Amazon prime one, the cartoon one, invincible. Invincible. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I was like getting a little bit of those vibes there because it was pretty violent and superheroes were just getting knocked off. And yeah. Were you, were you getting that at all? Like, did you think it, it was, I didn't make that connection in my it, head. It didn't while I watched even it, like but... feel like Marvel for a few minutes there during that during that sequence. So honestly, okay, this was the least favorite part of my the movie for me. Not that sequence necessarily because I really enjoyed watching Wanda just turn into like a straight up like uh, horror slasher type character. I thought that was really cool. But in the way that Spider Man landed for me, because they took all these, they they took the big appearances that you're like, oh dang, are they actually going to do this? And they did with yeah. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, and then they made it part of the movie. This was felt like to me the studio was like, holy cow, that movie is going to make a billion dollars. Let's throw mm. these. And and I heard that those might have been reshoots that they might have been added kind of at the last minute. I don't really know. Um, they could have been because like really there weren't any like you know Benedict Cumberbatch wasn't in any of those scenes really like pretty much the only characters were were the scarlet witch and and you know the sure the the illuminati Illuminati. like i think the illuminati was always going to be part of the movie you know Uh but i think that i don't know it's just you think you think john krasinski got the call way late to join in i don't know it's really left me confused and if they if john krasinski and and the other characters too, which I'm blanking on the names of the actors and the characters, but like if they all come right, like 
obviously Monica Rambeau is going to still be part of the MCU. And I really hope that John Krasinski is going to be as well. But if that was just like kind of a big troll, then uh-huh. it, it, it lost me and would probably lower the the ranking of the movie for yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, I, I doubt like Professor X is probably not coming back. And I mean, that that's just not realistic to think that, uh, yeah. oh gosh, what's, what's the actress name? Ian, um, Ian McClellan? No, 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 no. Not, not oh, oh boy. Wait. Uh, Patch, Patrick, 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 Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. That was my, yeah. Ian McClellan, I mean, <laughs> to, to be fair, that Ian McClellan yeah, is right. Uh, Lord of the Rings connection there. Right. And also he was, he was also an X-Men. He was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, Mag- Magneto. Yeah. He, okay. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, rough moment there for us, but we do know some actors' names. So, if they do bring back, if they do have uh, Professor X, I would not mind it being James McAvoy, though. If they, if they bring back like a younger Professor X. Oh, no. Like, I'm totally on board for James yeah. McAvoy to come back into MCU. Hmm. So, that was, uh, anyway, that was my least favorite part of the movie. So what you're saying is in Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, so we do know some actors' names, uh, they were a big part of the movie going forward through the rest of the movie. And it was cool because they weren't just there for five minutes. But here we had the cameos. It was like, oh, my gosh, they're in the movie. And then they're like dead. And why were they even in the movie to begin yeah. with? So I feel like you can do two things with cameos. One, you can go Daredevil or not Daredevil. Uh, you can go. Well, Daredevil did just have a cameo recently. Yeah, Daredevil did have, which, was, which that was is, that was a good cameo too. Well, that's more on the side of he's in the movie no, for well, no, but ten seconds, like yes and no. That that one I appreciated more, maybe just because it was like if you didn't know, it didn't make it a big deal, right? Like they weren't relying on that cameo to like okay, sure, create buzz. It was just like oh, here's you know. For people that really know, here's like a little yeah. Easter here's egg. his lawyer, and it's part of the movie. Yeah. But the the cameo I was talking about was in um, Deadpool with like, what's his face? Um, the Invisible Man, um, Brad Pitt being like the Invisible Man who gets like electric, like is in the movie for like 30 seconds and gets electrocuted and you see his face really quickly. Like, and mm. they, they had like, they assembled this big team of really famous people and killed them off in like literally 30 seconds. It was mm. like played off as a joke. This is like, it didn't know what it was trying to be. I didn't know if it was trying to be like that. And I didn't know if it was trying to be Spider-Man. You know, it, okay. it felt like somewhere in between that and it kind of lost me. So there's my most negative thing about the movie. So it was like, here's the list of people that are cameos and they're cool and you should care about them. And Wanda's going to kill him and that's going to show you how evil she is. And, and yeah, and we don't know if they're going to come back. We don't know if they're going to play an important role. Um, as deep as this is, my initial thought is that this might be setting up Secret Invasion, which was one of the actually the only comic series I've read, but that does incorporate... Uh, reed richards into the plot line a lot so who knows maybe if if he comes in as like a big part of the series of the mcu going forward then this is a fine way to introduce him i did also see reed richards is supposed to be he's related to king the conqueror through like generations and so there's some thoughts that again uh that that you know another thing that would point to him being in the phase four more and I know they had announced that Fantastic Four was going to be a thing. And then the director pulled out like a week ago. And now people are hoping that John Krasinski takes over as the director and lead star. <laughs> He's a dang good director with Quiet Place. Yeah. Do you yeah. think, okay, is he a good actor? Like, I, I, I'm still not. John Krasinski? I'm still yeah, not good. sure. 
I'm not, I'm still not sure if, like, he's a good funny actor, but is he a good serious actor? I'm, I don't know. I like The Quiet Place. I think he did a good job in this. But in, in his, like, few moments in this movie, I don't know if I could totally take him seriously. Really? Maybe it's just because I'm so used to being in him, him as Jim, and so it's like, why are you being serious, Jim? Like, have, this isn't you. Have you seen the Jack Reacher series? Yeah, I have. The... He does a good job in that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm not sure about your hesitation. I mean, I I, I, I get where for you're coming some, For some reason in this movie, I just had a hard time taking and, him seriously. And, th- and 13 Hours, the Benghazi movie? He was, I've, not he, seen, I've not seen that one. He did a really good job in that. I think yeah. he's like, I think he's a I mean, I'm not going to pretend he's like the best actor in the world, but I think he's a competent actor. I think he would mm. on par with other MCU actors. Maybe sure. just having him being introduced so quickly as Mr. Fantastic was a little weird to me. I don't know. Maybe. I, yeah. I thought his performance was a little strange. Well, I think he was more uh, reserved. He, I think he was more faithful to the comic book, Mr. or like Reed Richards than most mm. of the other like I'm Mr. Fantastics we've gotten. Okay, so Wanda killed everyone. And yeah. another thing that I was thinking about as watching the movie, you know, Wanda can use get dark. I guess I should say Scarlet Witch because Scarlet Witch is now the character that that uh, has taken over. So did they just completely destroy her character? Like I get the I get the plot line here, but man, after watching WandaVision, I you know, you have so much connection to her and and, and sympathy for her position. And and then the the first scene is her with her kids and and like when she wakes up and everything is quiet and it's like, you could just feel this like layer of depression and sadness and you feel so much for her. And then to just have her be like, no, she's evil. And she's like, just gets e- more and more evil throughout the entire movie and never has any hint of being redeemed at all. And in well, fact, like, I, I don't think she's dead, but it just I think kind she- of like ended. So this is the first time we've had a compelling Marvel villain in like a long time, right? Like, spider-man i guess you know green Lant- or uh-huh. green goblin was a fine villain like a villain more than just a ha ha i'm evil yeah. i'm gonna take over the world yeah i mean uh uh-huh. willem defoe like uh, did a great job in that role and he brought a lot to it but like the villain wasn't particularly like sure. in great uh song chi no really good villain in that uh black widow mm-hmm. heck like eternals no you know like so far yeah. in them in phase four for sure since thanos we have not gotten any compelling villains and so i think that yeah we got a compelling villain that kind of stole the show and i think it was sorely needed in in this is she going to she's she's not dead right well i guess even if she is they could bring in another one from another multiverse yeah. right i think she yeah. i think i think they are writing out the original avengers and she wasn't really an original avengers but age of ultron mm-hmm. was when she was introduced but like they're definitely getting them out of the main storyline it just felt so, it felt so, so wrong to me. Like she's, I, I don't know. I, I, I struggled with it. Maybe that means it was, a, maybe that means it was a good twist and a good villain, but I, it, it didn't sit right with me when the movie was over. It's like, dang, like things are so terrible for, for Wanda and she, nothing, nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing happened yeah. to make it any better. Yeah. Well, I mean, she did sacrifice her. Like she kind of redeemed herself by, killing this guy she that the way i took that scene was wanda killing the Scar- scarlet witch right like she was the only one that could yeah because but, at that point she's so op that she's not gonna yeah right but both her so both her and dr strange are searching for happiness in different ways and 
that you know at the beginning of the movie uh what's her face ask what's her name elizabeth no yeah <laughs> yeah big big goof on that yeah um <laughs> the woman that dr strange loves uh that rachel mcadams yeah uh, yeah her character so josh look up look up this character's name yeah on it. <laughs> so she asked dr strange like are you happy and, and it's, it's clearly not happy and he lies about it and christine by the yeah, way Chris, christine okay you know classical name elizabeth was close uh, so Christine asked him that, and and it's like the same thing with Wanda. She's also searching for happiness in different ways, but by the end of the movie, no one's happy, and they haven't made any progress towards becoming happy. So thematically, I maybe I, I finished the movie and I was like, man, the themes here. I, it was just it was just dark all around. Like there was no there's no hint of anything getting better ever, and I, I didn't like that as much. Dang, maybe that's why I don't know. I think that's why it was a compelling movie. Uh, yeah but gosh i mean something good has to happen right i think that the good thing so okay kind of moving on from that a little bit but i think important to talk about and and kind of an answer to that as well is my other thing i didn't love about the movie was the MacGuffin status of uh, america what, what's her name uh, america chavez america, yeah america chavez yeah so it ended with her that was, I think, supposed to be the light at the ending of the tunnel was that she had been able to like come to terms with her power and was going to train and grow and be able okay. to like. Yeah, things worked you know. out well for her. She was but happy. having said that, that rang totally hollow because throughout the movie, she had absolutely zero agency. She was being literally haul- hauled around and kept in little boxes and like had a few funny one-liners. And yeah, so, yeah. So I think that's why it rang hollow because that was supposed to, I think, be the light at the end of the tunnel. Whereas like the character didn't really do anything yeah, <laughs> besides be a MacGuffin. Yeah, like her her positive arc was not earned at all. She didn't no. She was she was just not able to do anything. Yeah. And we were told it was one of those things where we were told she was super powerful, but we we're literally never shown it. And you know, what could we already had there's there's already way too many MacGuffins in this movie, right? We have the Dark Hold, we have the book of the the super powerful book of goodness or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the book of goodness. And then we have that's pretty much what it was called, okay? Basically. We, Basically. Yeah, we have we have the Stormlight Archive, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have right uh the America Chavez. And they're mm. all just MacGuffins, right? They're all just kind of moving around. And I saw all this and I still give it such a high rating because frankly, like I didn't care about that because the movie was just so dang good in so many other ways. Mm. You know, the fact that it was kind of this horror slash slash slasher movie for most of it. I love the visuals. Like it had some of the most creative uh, like wizardry fight scenes that I've ever seen anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the music fight scene at the yeah. end was really cool. Yeah. I leaned over to Mackenzie. And I was like, this is what I wish kind of Harry Potter would have done with their magic. Cause in the books, they always describe you know kind of cooler things happening like snakes uh-huh. fighting each other and like i that's the kind of level i wish that harry potter would kind of lean into with their movies and we get it in dr strange which i thought was really cool mm. <laughs> like those magic fights were all so awesome and yep. then just the gas moments of like dr strange like falling three stories and impaling himself on like i i did not think we would be getting that stuff in like a mcu like straight up mcu well, movie right you know? yeah that's what i'm yeah. saying yeah yeah I really appreciate it. I thought it was a good breath of fresh air. So Mm. that's, yeah. You mentioned the guffins and the big power things. And one thing I always struggle with in every superhero movie is just like knowing what the power levels are. And, 
and I get it. Like it's a movie and it, it's hard to really, it's hard to really describe what's going on with the powers the same way you can in books, because in books it's, you can set up systems and it's like very clear who would win what fight because of X, Y, Z reasons. But in movies, sometimes it's like, Oh, this one's the most powerful because they are right now. And in this case, I felt like this movie had a lot of that. We're just like Scarlet Witch just became the most powerful, like, and we were told she was the most powerful. So therefore she was. Well, and we saw exactly, which is why they had to do something because they couldn't continue the MCU with her in it as such. Cause like when you can just look at Mr. Fantastic and just like turn him into spaghetti, when you can just mm. like look at people and dissolve them, like what's the point, right? Yeah. You're, you're just too like Superman can't even do that. You know, uh-huh. you just, she knew at that point, you're like, she needs to be gone. Right. They, sure. they just way made her way to OP. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, with the dark hole, I guess that's, that's the reason why she was so strong, but that, that is basically just a plot reason. And maybe they, she could have, instead of going out, like it could have slowly corrupted her and, you know, something like that. Like it seemed to do with the others that mm-hmm. used it. Mm. but still seeing zombie doctor strange was amazing i i don't know just all the other risks that they took with that movie really paid off i feel like it could have just used a little bit better writing to kind of firm up some of these you know issues that were that are present Mm. but still i loved it so anyway or even even the fight like the intro fight with the uh the beholder thing you know with the one eye Uh that one was really cool and that was just like the intro fight to get you into the movie yeah when you see the fact that they stabbed this creature in the eye and pulled it out and you saw like the eye goop like dripping from it, you're like, dang, this is going to be a movie that we have not seen, you know, in the yeah. MCU. Yeah, that, that, I guess that was our first time when we saw, you know, the back of the eyeball come out. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, all right, Sam Raimi, he's got this. He's, he's going to do a Sam Raimi thing. All right. So that was Dr. Strange. So where does that put us in phase four, like overall, because one thing that, and maybe we can get into Moon Knight as well in this part of the conversation, but I just don't understand uh, where we're going in phase four. Like I w- I've been told that the multiverse is kind of like the big thing for phase four. And I've been told that King the Conqueror is going to be the big villain for after seeing Loki, but I have no sense of that through like if i hadn't been told that i I wouldn't really know uh from just having watched the movies and the shows because they don't seem to connect super strongly yet and one of the things that i really liked about phase three was they brought in once they brought in thanos and the infinity stones then pretty much every movie had like some kind of tie to the infinity stones and i could trace through the big conflict by those things and every time they popped up it was cool because i was like oh yeah you know this is this is really important and so I knew what to look for. And I, I don't see anything like that yet in phase four, but maybe I don't know what to look for. Well, I think you have to compare this more to phase one than phase four. Like phase four was the culmination of phases one, two, and three. Or, or sorry, sorry, you have to compare this more. To, yeah, you have to compare yeah. this to phase one more than phase three. Right? Sure, okay. Phase four okay. should be. So if you're talking about like a three season arc is how I can think of phases one, two, and three. Okay. Like we're kind of restarting. We're getting some new heroes introduced, some okay. sequels, which I guess phase I mean, phase one had to do with sequels too, like with Iron Man 2, you know? I'm thinking about Doctor Strange 2 as more like an Iron Man 2 than like an Avengers 2, you know? Okay, sure. 
we, we have it. So, okay. So we're rebooting some, we're introducing new and just getting the ball rolling on what will ultimately be like another big connected thing. Yeah. I, I kind of think we're setting up some earth, like just run of the mill superheroes, like which Moon Knight could be a part of. I don't know if that's going to come back or if that's just, but like, I thought She-Hulk, Oscar Isaac was just a one. He was just in yeah, one and, thing. It might be. But like, I think She Hulk will be more down to earth. I think that like we're going to, you know, if we get more Daredevil stuff, then that might be more down to earth. Like, I think, mm. and then like even, you know, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, I think we're setting up more of like a, ground earth level superheroes and then we're also setting up these you know universe multiverse type yeah, superheroes yeah. kind of like thor even kind of shang chi you know he's he's kind of into that at eternals yeah phase four has kind of been all over the place you know I, I i don't know to answer your question we'll see but i think that we're getting some new compelling characters introduced at mm-hmm. least at least in my book kind of kind of ironic the last episode we did you were kind of uh, you you were a little sour on connected universes and fantasy books, or, or you were saying like, "Oh, there's so much of it. Is it always is it always appropriate?" And here I am saying like, "Oh, I like the movies, but where's the connected universe? I need the connected universe." Yeah, that's true. But it, I, that's that's the thing with comics is they all they that's like their been their thing, right? Is that they all are always connected in some mm. way. I don't know. I but I have big hopes. Having said that, should we talk about Moon Knight a little bit more? Which <laughs> yeah so i I think you're kind of revealing your opinion on moon knight through the first okay so i watched the first episode of moon knight and i thought this is awesome this is different than the other marvel tv shows it's really cool it's fresh i'm gonna love it and then it just kind of like steadily devolved into a pretty typical vanilla marvel tv show and so by the end i was like yeah it was okay exact same feelings to be honest Mm. okay having said that I got in this, you saw this argument that I got in with, uh, not argument, but discussion with yeah. one of our mutual friends about the status of MCU TV shows specifically and the MCU as a whole. Personally, I think that that people that say the, the, the opinion that the MCU is just going downhill and that they're not making any more good content and that they've reached their peak, I don't really think that's true. I think that there are plenty of flops in phase one, two, and three, and there are a lot of good movies. Phase four, mm-hmm. I think there's been some flops. I think that there's been really, really good movies. Spider-Man and Multiverse of Madness being top-tier MCU. In sure. opinion. But the TV, on the other hand, say what you will about the Disney Plus TV shows. They're not all like amazing, premium, the best shows you've ever seen. But I've been watching MCU TV shows for a long time. Agents of Seal, I personally really like. Uh-huh. A lot of people do not. Okay. <laughs> so uh-huh. are you invalidating your opinion immediately with that? No, but that I, <laughs> I can. Re- I think that there's a huge delta of like the worst MCU show still is. I don't know, maybe not. Agents of Shield. It's just like a different type of show, right? It's just like more of a serial, mm. serialized. Like let's go on a different adventure of the week show versus yeah. you know even I think Falcon the Winter Soldier has been my least favorite MC favorite Phase Four like thing. That still like is way higher quality I think than most mm-hmm. of agents of shield but even that agents of shield i think is the best you had like runaway like marvel runaways you had inhumans which is just like unwatchable literally you had like uh <laughs> what what other tv shows legion was actually pretty good i don't but you had like all these like really bad just bad bad shows that were coming out on abc and stuff and and it sounds like you've watched free, them all free form. <laughs> i watched i watched a lot of them i didn't finish all of them uh-huh but like they're 
like if you honestly think that that these Disney Plus shows are worse than a lot of the TV shows that came out during eras one, two, and three, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like that's crazy. So I think that while it might not be everyone's cup of tea and that you might not like them, I think it's impossible, almost impossible to make the case that TV, that Marvel TV has done anything but improve. <laughs> I will say, except for the Netflix stuff, the Netflix stuff was amazing and still like yeah. some of my favorite superhero content. Are they, uh, are they still making like the more serial type shows on ABC? I don't or think have so. They, have they moved everything over to Disney Plus? I, I think they've moved. So they started coming out on ABC and then they switched to like Freeform, which is uh, ABC is kind of like more mm. young adult. Like I think that that right. uh, ABC family became Freeform, I think. And so then they started releasing them on Freeform. Freeform is the channel that every now and then shows Harry Potter movies, but then has like 10 minute commercial breaks. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. takes like, it, they, they can do like a Harry Potter marathon that literally lasts for a week between like all eight shows because most of it it's a little unwatchable with the amount of commercials there anyway disney plus doesn't have commercials so that's a that's a plug that's a plus already for for marvel tv (laughs) anyway so that was that's a rant i think that uh the tv shows while not all amazing have definitely been a big improvement which you'd hope like i would assume the budget for an episode agents shows maybe like a hundred thousand dollars versus like the budget for these are like ten million dollars yeah and in the new shows they've got a big name star in every single show sometimes several stars and they're shorter they obviously have bigger budgets they have cool special effects it's yeah it's nothing like what you'd see in a serial show It, it feels like you're watching a movie for the most right. part, in terms of the, in terms of right. how polished things are, they just need to take more risks with the writing or some. I don't know. They need to try to create. They need to try to create some different genres of shows. It seems like, to me, it's all kind of ends up being the same thing, with yeah. like a, a few differences. But then ultimately, it's like okay, it's the same type of superhero show. I agree. Yeah, and I think that they're still getting their feet under themselves too with the with the shows and what they're going to do on Disney Plus because I think that. No. I think the shows right now are really trying to get people to subscribe to Disney plus same thing with the star Wars stuff. Mm. Like it's, you need to subscribe because you can't miss this. I think when they're right. a little bit more mature, they can, they can be a little bit less like, let's make something that would just make everybody subscribe to our platform and be a little bit more. Let's hire somebody with a unique vision. That's really going to make a down to earth, mm. really good TV show. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously uh, in the, the streaming wars are in full, effect at this point in 2022 everyone's leaving netflix and uh disney needs to keep on pumping out stuff every they, they need to have like a new big hit thing every month to which they, which they have been yeah. i mean you know they between marvel and yeah. star wars and obi-wan coming up we'll have to do some coverage for kenobi yeah later this month yeah um so that said so moon knight was not anything super impressive um there were some good things i think oscar isaac was probably the best part of the show he was his performance was great you know dealing with multiple personalities and the 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 british bloke named steven that uh the both of these movies the thing that ties both of these movies together where the main character was named steven and both movies or sorry you know tv show and movie and so as i was watching both it was you know, what, sh- what, yeah, when the, when the character has the same name as you, it really, it really puts more attention when they say their name. So I was, yeah, your, your attention was grabbed. Yeah. Yeah. I like the I liked uh, Stephen Grant more than Stephen Strange. Honestly, one thing about Dr. Strange, I think the character is a jerk. Like 
I don't like the character very much. Yeah. I don't think he's a very good person. I don't think so either, which was, I think even shown more in the first episode in the first movie with how like just arrogant he was going to not come where, where's the, the sanctuary place, like the sanctuary when he went to get trained. Oh, when time. he, yeah. When he went out to the middle like East and like, got, oh, I can, yeah. yeah, I can do this. And then he was humble. It was, in, it was in like Nepal or something. Yeah. Yeah. But he still wasn't really that humble and, you know, like right. he was still like arrogant at the end of the movie. Yeah. He was arrogant all throughout, you know, the infinity saga. Um, yeah. Yeah. I need, I need more of like a, the, the Tony Stark, Iron Man personality arc. That was good where he went from the playboy to the, you know, he kind of found happiness, had to give it up at the end. Like that was, that was really compelling. I really like that. Dr. Strange has not changed at all. He's still a jerk. Yeah. Maybe the episode, Maybe the I keep on them episodes. Maybe the third movie will have him actually have an yeah. arc, but he hasn't yet. So I don't know if you're still a jerk because if Rachel McAdams is telling you like, dude, you need to change, um, and you're still not doing it like that, I, there's not much hope for you. That's true. I don't see it. <laughs> One thing I did want to say back back towards multiverse madness. While there was huge CGI fights all the way through, I thought it was really fun that unlike every other Marvel property, there wasn't just a big CGI battle to end the movie. Like the movie, okay. the, the climax happened with Wanda, with like America Chavez, just showing Wanda her kids mm-hmm. <laughs> going through the portal. Like mm-hmm. she got tossed through a staircase or whatever, but then like the, the huge, mm. after all these huge CGI battles and crazy visual effects, like the, the climax was just, just, pure drama and acting like no real cgi like it was mm. the, the extent of this cgi was like going through a portal and ending up in the house right you know? that's actually a good reminder to me because i don't remember exactly what i said about wanda's character earlier but that part at the end was that was really good character stuff there yeah where she saw where she saw her kids and realized basically what you know what have i done we, we needed that yeah but i I'm, i guess i would have liked to see what have I done? Oh, let me make things right and like give me another chance type of thing. But that didn't happen. And she could, I don't know if she, I think she realized that in the state she was in, she couldn't, she, she yeah. couldn't do that. She was so driven by, you know, this kind of unholy desire right. that, right. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I, I, that was my favorite when I got, when I got off the movie immediately, I was just kind of waiting for one more big CGI fight. And I was like, all right, here we go. And then it didn't happen. I was like, dang, I like it. I like it you know um we already had enough cgi fights in that movie and we didn't really need another one and we didn't get another one so it's good um was there anything else that you liked about moon Knight? about moon Knight, yeah um i thought all the acting was really good specifically oscar isaac i think did a great job i think that um it was well designed like a, a lot of people were giving it crap for not looking very good i i didn't really see that i thought that it was fun. Like I thought Cairo looked really cool. I don't know if they yeah. actually filmed in location there, but I think it looked good. The, the pacing wasn't terrible. Like each episode kept me fairly engaged mm-hmm. throughout it. what do you think about the whole asylum thing? I didn't love it. That, that got really weird for me. And it also got weird for me. I understand what they're trying to do, but I felt like it was never like really enforced enough that it, I mean, yes, like it, we get it. Like there's all of this mental health stuff going on and, and the, the asylum makes sense for some of this to play out, but it was just really weird. It was just really weird. Yeah. It didn't feel like it had any payoff was more than just being weird. It, it felt like 
Mm. It felt like it was trying to be like a contained out, like one of those bottle episodes that we've talked about in the past. Uh-huh. And then it just kind of failed at doing that. And then it just kind of like they just built that structure around the whole the whole point was to explain his backstory and yeah. they needed a structure around it to do it. Having said that, I thought that the, the backstory was interesting. You know, I think that that makes sense that, you know, if you had gone through such trauma and then abuse that mm. it, it would, you know, cause somebody to become as messed up as yeah. Mark was, you know, I mean, um, it was basically Shalon. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> so that was all compelling. Like I thought that the, the backstory worked and I didn't hate it, you know, like I watched every episode and I think I would give it probably like a six out of 10, maybe. Yeah. Like I didn't hate it at all. I thought it was perfectly watchable, but it, it went from being something I was like, Holy cow, this is for sure going to be the best, best MCU show after the first episode to slowly being like, well, this is another MCU show. Yeah. feel exactly the same way. That kind of left a sour taste in my mouth by the time it was over. Because my expectations has gotten so high after the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you What'd you make of the uh, third personality thing? Did you like that at the end, the twist? I I didn't feel like it was foreshadowed enough for me to really care. Like it started being foreshadowed. I feel like at the ending of the was it the ending of episode seven or or wait no there are only six episodes right yeah there are only six. I know I know there were some things I probably missed yeah. more of them but yeah I, yeah. I, I, I'm sure if you went back and rewatched, but that's not a show I want to go back and rewatch. So like it mm-hmm. didn't, I was like, okay, cool. There's a third personality. That's interesting. But if it would have been like for like, you know, even if there had been one conversation with, between like Steven and Mark, if being like, oh, you did this. Oh wait, no, you did that. And then like, they get interrupted before they can figure it, figure anything out. Like right. that would have been, you know, in like episode two or something that uh-huh. would foreshadow enough to be kind of like what you were talking about in our last, last episode with like needing, there to be a little bit of foreshadowing in order to get really cool payoffs right otherwise it just is a meaningless twist that you don't have time to care about and i'm sure the big fans were watching really closely would have picked up on a lot more but you know I, I was watching fairly casually and and probably just some of these things weren't quite enforced enough for me to realize oh there's another personality and and it's going to be a big payoff I, I know looking back now i know that the when they're in the asylum there's the the other sarcophagus where there's someone inside it's like screaming and they don't let that one out like that was the that was the third you know that was the third personality right and yeah i think there there was probably there were probably a few times where it cut away and but the thing with the cutaways while it was really cool in the first episode i guess maybe they just didn't make it clear enough as to every time it cut away as an audience you're thinking oh it was just the other one it was either mark or steven but then it, it, they never really set it up to be like oh wait it could have been a third one right that's what I was being. If there's like some sort of conversation mm-hmm. between Mark and Steven hinting at that, then mm-hmm. it would have been a little bit more compelling. And then the final, the fact that the, the issue that I have with, I have no issue with there being another one, like it, it's a cool twist, but that they, they used it to be like, like that's how we won the battle at the end. They just cut away as everything was falling apart. And then ta-da, like it was just such Davis ex machina, right? And I guess they tried to say, oh, yeah, it was there the whole time. But at the same time, it's, I, I, he's yeah. in an unwinnable situation and all of a sudden it flips away and he's won. It, it, that, I thought that was lame. Yeah, I, I agree. All right. Yeah. Well, so there, I, I thought the Egyptian thing was cool. The, I, I really like Egyptian gods and mythology. So that was cool. But why couldn't, why, couldn't, why couldn't we have one mummy scene? Just like <laughs> one mummy scene. 
Yeah. That's all he wanted out of this yeah. Egyptian show. Just <laughs> find a mummy. Okay. You're in, you're in the middle of the pyramid. And I guess sure. there was kind of a mummy that once your face fought a little bit like that, would, but like, just, just that, that's why Dr. Strange like leaned into the camp. Why couldn't this have just like leaned a little bit more, mm-hmm. have a mummy come out of the, come out of the wrapped in linens or whatever, and just come and scare the heck out of, out of Steven. That would have been so great. We didn't get it. That's a weird hill to die on, but I feel like <laughs> it needed something like that to make it uh-huh. a little bit, have a little bit more personality and it didn't. Yeah. No, you die on that hill, Josh. Mummy. <laughs> Give me uh, the mummies. All right. So next, next thing's coming up for MCU Thor four. I think it or actually Mrs. Marvel comes out. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Before, yeah. Miss, Miss Marvel. That comes out before Thor four, right? Yes. Pretty sure. Yeah. And then, and then there's nothing for a few months and then there's Black Panther two and maybe a couple more things towards uh, she Hulk is coming out. Okay. I did like a cursory search and, those those three were the ones that seemed like the most eminent and that I was most excited for. I don't I I don't think I'm gonna like Miss Marvel. I don't, I don't yeah. think I'm gonna get super into Miss Marvel. It seems like a kids show. Yeah, the reason I'm excited for it is because I've decided that that's gonna be the first like thing I let uh, Liam, my four soon to be five year old son, watch uh, okay. with me. Is I mean, he's like seen Spider like I put Spider Man the new uh-huh. Spider Man's on for him and stuff, but like. I feel I'm going to try and make this like a big deal for him. Like let him stay up late, make popcorn, you know, make him feel uh-huh. like a big kid for watching. You this realize show. you don't have, you don't have to stay up late to watch shows anymore. They just come out on streaming. You can, you can watch it anytime. <laughs> I know, but I want my daughter to be asleep for it. And uh, so okay. it's right. going to be like, once she goes to sleep, we're going to like have our little, you know, nights and we're going to watch okay. it together. Okay. So that's why I'm excited for it. That's a good way to get yourself excited about something that you wouldn't otherwise care too much about. Okay, so just so you know, upcoming Disney Plus series, we have a Marvel June 8th. She-Hulk is coming out in 2022. What if season two is coming out in 2022? The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is December 2022. Okay. And then we're getting uh, just the other ones that have been in, announced is Agatha, House of, Gar- House, House of Harkness to be announced. Oh, I've heard of that. Okay. Armor Wars. To be announced, Echo, which will be you know Hawkeye's season two, I think. Okay. To be announced, Ironheart, TBA, and Untitled Wakanda series. Which mm-hmm. I heard, I heard a rumor today. I, it was presented to me as confirmed, but I haven't confirmed it, so I'm just going to say rumor is that Charlie Cox and uh, Vincent uh, uh, Kingpin will both be coming back in Echo. So Vincent cool. uh, Vincent Diafrano, Diafrano, yeah. yeah, whatever his name is, yeah, yeah, right. Sorry about that, Vincent. <laughs> You're a good actor. <laughs> yeah, he's great. So okay. that would be awesome. And then for other movies in 2022, yeah, Thor, Love and Thunder and Black Panther. Yeah. And then early 2023, Ant-Man. I think I'm most excited. Out of everything you said, I'm most excited for Thor, Thor and Black Panther too. Yeah, easy things to be excited for. Yeah. Well. Yeah, especially because uh, Taika is directing Thor 4, right? So yeah, it's going to be funny. It's like, It'll be good. Yeah. I mean, as soon as the trailer came on and it was Sweet Child of Mine and it was, you could just tell it's going to be funny. It's going to be a great movie. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a blast. And, which after Doctor Strange is going to be a really, or like if you're yeah. watching this sequentially, right. you know, if you're right. like binging them, then that would be great. Like you're just like, holy cow, what did I just watch with, uh, and you're going to be, I guess, saying that for Thor too, but in a much more fun way. Right, right. 
All right. So probably later this year, I guess we'll have to do, we'll have to do another MCU. Maybe we'll, we'll do these like every six every, months or so when there's yeah. enough content that we can ramble through it and get 45 minutes of an episode together <laughs> of, of unbounded opinions about yeah, stuff yeah. that we don't know a ton about. Yep. All right. So uh, let us know what do you think of uh, anything we've said. You can chat with us on discord link is in the episode description. You can always comment on the video. Let us know what we missed, etc. Yeah, Co- comment your favorite, uh, your top phase four property, whether it's been okay. a TV show, movie, and what it what it was. Let's put that out there. Comment your favorite phase four property that's not the Eternals. If somebody's legitimate favorite thing is the Eternals, I want to hear about that, and I want to have yeah. <laughs> I want to have <laughs> them on the podcast. To, you can to be a guest. Themselves. You can be a guest on our next episode if your favorite thing is the Eternals. <laughs> But you must be prepared to defend your opinion. Yeah, it's got to be good or we're going to come after you. All right. Thanks, Josh. All right. Thanks, David.